Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, August the 25th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in the middle of week year B, proper week 17, which is the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Wednesdays, we'd like to take a look at a passage from one of the other areas of the Revised Common Lectionary. Uh, it's not just a psalm, it's not just Old Testament, not just New Testament. So there's some of these extra verses that we get uh, on these given weeks. And so with uh, there's a couple in mind. There's one in Deuteronomy that I think is great, but I think we're going to go to Psalm 15. So we're going to read all of Psalm 15. I'll read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this party of morning and win our eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 15, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent, who may live on your holy mountain, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts, and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, Whoever does these things will never be shaken. This is the word of God for us. A passage like Psalm 15 reminds us of what the Bible is trying to do as a document as a whole. It's not just a source that keeps us apprised of information, doesn't just give historical facts. It doesn't just uh, tell great stories from time to time in its contents, but it's a it's a moral document. It wants to move us from point A to point B. And a lot of that moving from, from point A to point B is confronting us where we are and then trying to convince us that it'd be worth our while to pick up all of our belongings at point A and to make the leap to point B. And this is one of the places where this is a crystal clear example of this because in Psalm 15 it begins with a question and I love how the Psalms at times will begin with a meditative question where there seems to, it's a, it's a good enough question where it begs an answer. And so the question is in verse 1, like, who can dwell in your place? And I think that's important for us to consider. Um, I think sometimes people try to squash the Christian story down into what's going to happen after I die. And the problem with that is, is that we segment life. We make it like a lived experience in box one and then like our post-life experience in box two. The problem with that is that uh, we can claim to have all of our box two stuff figured out and never have to change anything in box one. I mean, someone who claims to have eternal life in God because they've trusted in Jesus, if they only think that the Christian story is about what happens after we die, uh, they could have anger issues that continue to go unchecked. They could uh, have racism in their life and it goes unchecked because at the end of the day, uh, when people say, well, I'm never going to be perfect, but God doesn't need me to want me to be perfect. He wants me to trust in the grace of Christ so that I can get something as a reward after life, uh, and that's eternal life, then there really isn't a lot of incentive uh, to change something for today. This is where Psalm 15 says there's something bigger going on. Um, there, there is a marriage of heaven and earth, and there's a holy mountain where we get to dwell with God. There is a way of life uh, in which we share with one another and with God as a community of believers. And so what's at stake in the Christian life is not just what happens in the far beyond, 
but it's also what happens today. I love the way that Bishop Todd Hunter, he says that, um, you know, if you look at all the times which Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God in the Gospels, so like the majority of them, an overwhelming majority of them, are in the present tense. So it's not something far off. And so Todd Hunter says, do you have a present tense Jesus or just a future tense Jesus, right? So a present tense Jesus uh, is concerned about how we live presently in a day like ours. And so that's the question in Psalm 15. Do we want to experience a life that God would give to those who dedicate their lives to him now, right? And so then there's this great list from from verses 2 through 5, and there's all these actions. Whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous uh, in, in the right way of God, who speaks the truth from their heart. They don't slander. They don't do wrong to neighbors. They don't uh, slur anyone with their words. Um, they honor those who fear the Lord. They despise the vile person. They don't uh, model themselves after the vile person. Uh, they keep an oath even when it hurts and do not change their mind. I mean, all these things, like imagine a group of people who would really dedicate their lives to these. Like how how amazing and, and almost like otherworldly a community like that would be, right? And I love how this psalm gives us a promise at the very end. It says, whoever does these things will never be shaken. Now, it just told us in an interesting way that um, we have to keep an oath even when it hurts. And so there's a shakenness that one experiences when we try to live faithfully, but they'll never be totally shaken and thrown to the place um, where they're cast off because at the end of the day, they're received and accepted by God as they do these things. Uh, I think uh, theologians, they would say this, this is not works-based righteousness. This is not I'll do these things, then God will love me. No, these are our maintenance. Just like we would take care of our car by the routine maintenance that we give uh, to our car so that it can last and fulfill its potential and have this great longevity. There are things in the faith life that we do because they are the maintenance things that keep us uh, within this uh, amazing vital experience of Christian spirituality. And so these are the things that we meditate on. And I think it's important for us to meditate on our life and to give an examination of who we are. Socrates, the great philosopher, said the unexamined life is not worth living. And then Paul takes it a different direction. He says that uh, we need to examine ourselves from time to time to see whether we're in the faith or not. Now, he's, not he's not saying that we need to see if we need to get saved all over again. He's not saying that. He's just saying, are you in the pathway of Jesus? as you line up your life, as I line up my life. So a lot to meditate on and consider here. Perhaps what might be good at some point today is to take the list in Psalm 15 and just say, okay, what would it look like in my life to not slander the people that frustrate me in life? Um, What would it look like to lend to the poor without interest and not just getting more money back from them, but uh, not receiving praise for doing so? Like, how would I do those things? But as we do so, I think it stokes our imagination of how we might live for God today, which takes prayer. So let me spend some time praying for us this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have been so generous to us by sending Jesus to die for us and to give us a time to experience eternal life and offering that to us as a free gift of grace. We thank you that... Um, you include us in your family, not because of our works, proving that we belong in the family, but by your grace alone. But we thank you that you don't leave us there. Your word also implores us to do good works, which you've created 
in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the world that we would do those things. And so we think that there's a delicate balance between belief and action in our lives. And so we express our commitment to you once more. We ask that you would fill us with enthusiasm for your way. Give us a great clarity what it means to follow Jesus today. And I thank you for the, the scripture passage this morning, which gives us so much to think about which allows us to know that we're in the right direction as we embrace these ways of life. And so, God, it's all of our desires as we pray to you today that we look out into the world, look out into our lives, and to be faithful and get to the very end and look back and say, with the grace that God provided, I know I did my best, that he empowered me to do so. And so, God, we love you today, and we love to walk in your way. And so, God, we pray that you give us your insight, your wisdom, and to teach us along the way so that at the end of this day we look back and say, with all that I knew, I live for Jesus today. So God, we pray that you would empower us to do so. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.